welcome to Said. I'm your host, Editor-in-Chief and Curious Style Voyeur, Jane Dagney. Said is the conversational complement to what's been written in Designers Today magazine. Said is also an acronym that stands for Something About Interior Designers. Here, through conversations with designers and decorators, manufacturers, marketing experts, business coaches, and others in our community, we'll acknowledge, celebrate, and explore that special je ne sais quoi that designers share and yet express uniquely. Designers are creators, people handlers, and life changers, artists and visionaries, extraordinary jugglers with powers often greater than they can see. We are intrigued and inspired over and over again. Enough said. On with the show. Hi, and thanks for joining the podcast. Today, my guests are Joanne Kandrak and Kelly Cole from the Atlanta-based design firm Kandrak & Cole. In business for 14 years, Joanne and Kelly specialize in mid- to higher-end residential as well as multifamily housing projects. In changing times, they've recently created other services as well, such as color consulting and e-design. They give generously of themselves and see charity as a win-win growth strategy. Joanne and Kelly are also the hosts of an entertaining and informative weekly podcast called Inside Design with Kandrak and Cole, where they banter about all things design. They hadn't really planned on starting a podcast until branding consultant Phil Palin urged them to do it. These women, knowing no fear, went full speed ahead and never looked back. Phil was on their show recently in an episode called Everything You Need to Know About Branding, I enjoyed it so much that I asked Phil to say something about these designers. Phil said, Joanne and Kelly are literally two of my faves, and I'll tell you why. They work really hard. They both have immeasurable respect for one another. They know how to have fun. What more could you ask for? This is a two-part podcast. The first part was recorded live at the Designer Experience in Atlanta in early November, when Joanne and Kelly participated in our design talks a series of 20-minute presentations from design experts and inspiring humans. Kelly and Joanne's segment, called Adapt or Die, covers how they have embraced flexibility in the face of change. Let's listen. I'm Joanne Kandrak. This is Kelly Cole. We are Kandrak and Cole Interior Designs. We've been in business for 14 years, and we have definitely had some challenges, and we are kind of running through what we're going to talk about today. Okay, so home is worth millions. Complains about the price of every little thing. Right. Who can relate to this? Amen. Who can relate to this? Yes. So we're just talking about how you need to adapt or die in the face of kind of what's happening and diversifying your services for the next decade. So we'll go over the good old days, the facts, and how we adapted. Okay, so back in the good old days, and I'm sure you guys can all relate to this, remember when we all did just full service design and we established our value with really high flat design fees. At least we have, we're proponents of flat design fees. We've been doing that for 14 years. We really never charged hourly sometimes, but that's just us. Um, and, but that was very important to us to establish that always from the get-go. And then we always marked up product from all of those accounts that we worked so hard to open and maintain. And we marked up that product 35 to 40 percent. 
And then we, you know, we picked and choose our clients, right? I mean, you had to have at least, I mean, bare bones minimum 30 grand to just for us to walk out the door. And, um, and if we were really busy, then that number got bumped up. If we were having a slow moment, we might, eh, if we liked you, we might take it. So, eh. Or, so, or you know. We, would, we kind of messed around with the fees a little bit, too. We had done a design mastermind with Toby Fairley, and she had talked about um, taking your fees and try, you know, trying. How do you know where, where that number is? And so go ahead and take it. So we walked into a new project, and we were like, all right, we're going to try it on these people. Oh, she said, push your fees until you lose a client that you really, really wanted. So we waited for when the time was right, when we were so busy that if we lost one, we wouldn't cry. Let's see what happens. And didn't bat an eye. We're like, let's charge, I don't know, we charge like double what we normally would. We're like, let's just do it. We couldn't. I mean, if we don't, if we lose it, who cares? We were walking to the car like, could not wait to get in the car. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Wait till we get to the car. Holy shit. They just took the money. So, yeah, I, that is no lie. That's exactly what it was. And, um, but those are the good old days. <clears throat> yeah. So let's just talk about the facts of today. All right. I mean, this is, no, this is really no joke. More people watch HGTV than they do CNN or MSNBC. Um, it's crazy. My nail place has HGTV on. My gynecologist has HGTV on in their waiting My room. My orthopedist has so it really is in your face and how you can, you know, do this all on your own and how inexpensive it is. So, um, and Fixer Upper, I mean, it's... It's the most watched TV show in the country for the last five years running with an average renovation budget of a whopping 120.993. Now, I love me some Joanne and Chip. I, I really do. I, I, I really think they're hilarious and I love their show. But if you've watched it, you see what they do and the transformation they do. And can we all laugh that you could do that for 120? I mean, that's like a bathroom. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's, it's kind of funny because Lori Lejour, who is um, interior design community, uh, she runs that Facebook group. She was just talking about it today. I thought it was very interesting. She was saying how, you know, on HGTV, they show you the process. They don't really tell you too much about the money. And that we as designers, we're not really doing that. We're not really showing every bit of our process and why we're so valuable. And how, you know, maybe your workroom hand sews this because it's going to look better than something else. Now, we don't have as much you know, we, we can't get out there as much as HTTV does, but we're not really educating our clients, I guess, as much as we need to be either because well, they you know just what? don't that, get it. They do not get that it. That is a super good point because we've done two HGTV pilot shows, and we can tell you firsthand that it is complete bullshit. Sorry, HGTV, but it we've been behind the scenes for an entire pilot, and it is ridiculous. So we should do a better job of, of really educating well, I mean, our client have a blog, on our value. Yeah, because people love to watch the steps, but we need to say, okay, so this entire house got painted. That was about $7,000 to have this house painted, walls, ceiling, trim. People would, I mean, people think that on HGTV, $7,000, you're getting your whole first floor done. Yeah. So we maybe we need to do that, but this is kind of where it is. Yeah. And then the whole virtual design thing, 
I mean, Modsy, these people are doing rooms for $200. And they're, what they're doing is they're using their links or, or you're purchasing the furniture from them. So that's kind of how they're making money. But a lot of these places aren't even making money. So when someone looks at a need design and sees that someone's charging $200 for a room, how are you going to get away with charging $2,000? So yeah. this is this is really where we are, and I mean, are, are you all feeling this? Is everybody yes. feeling this? We're not just crazy. Say amen. Yes. Yes. Okay. 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 So. So. Oh, and then you know, if you just like have a little talent, and maybe you're just you know stay at home, and you feel like you need to refresh your house, you can just go into Living Spaces or maybe Sweet Home 3D, and they'll help you all along with your own floor plans and some design ideas. And you know, if you have half a brain, you you might be able to figure it out yourself. And then, of course, forget about all those wholesale accounts that I talked about that were took so hard. Like when the days, like Kristen was talking about, where you know you would walk up and they wouldn't let you in, and and you, you know, you got in eventually and you opened up those accounts and you, you bitched your face off to Visual Comfort and Vanguard and please let me in and I'll pay you $10,000. I have it. I can do the opening order. And then you maintain every year and, you know, I the mean, reps knock on your door and go, you only spent 23 grand. You need to I spend mean, 30 yep. or we're going to pull your samples. Yeah. And then here comes Paragold. Well, I do even remember yeah. the shift when... All of a sudden, they kind of like designers. Like, all of a sudden, they were kind of, you know. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, we, we could get we were, in. Yeah. Or, or, you know, we said, well, we can't come up with the opening order, but we can probably do it within about six months' time. Okay, we'll go ahead and let you do that. Well, well those days, you know, they were really touting designers. But now, once again, I'll see on Paragold, I can't believe so-and-so is selling on there. And everybody is selling it. There are very few. There are very few that are not. And I guess that's who we really need to be buying from. And God forbid you get a client that maybe is a millennial or is a younger or maybe doesn't care about quality, um, maybe has a lower budget than they professed when you qualified them on the phone and then you went all the way out to their house in Atlanta an hour and a half away. And um, they, they're like, well, you know, well, on Wayfair, I saw this. And you're going, oh, my God, how do I get out of here? We'll, we'll look at each other and this be is not like, my client. Oh my God, we qualified. We totally screwed up. Mm -hmm. This is not right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so this is what we're up against, right? Okay, everybody can agree. So in the face of this, Joanne and I have just kind of looked at each other after 14 years and been like, what the hell are we going to do? Because we're kind of getting tired because we're kind of old. And we thought, you know, this is BS. And um, I'm not going to work for BS, so we got to come up with something. So that's what we're going to talk about. And what we would do is we have we would make, and I, I suggest everybody do this. If you don't have a business partner, maybe you do it with somebody else. Go scream we, in your pillow. <laughs> no, okay. We would have <laughs> we would put it on our calendar. We would have Panera days. Yes. Where we would go to Panera so that we were out of our office. Our staff couldn't ask us any questions. We didn't um, look at any email or anything, and we just took four hours. We, we sat in that same booth at Panera. You know, we had breakfast, we had more iced tea, <laughs> we had lunch, and we would just talk about our business and what can we do. And that has really, really helped yeah. because it, you have to get away from it to really figure out what you need to do. So the first thing that we did as was, was we said to each other, okay, we need to chill out. Like, we've got to get the ego down a few notches. So we were saying no to a lot of people. We, we were I just mean, shutting the door on so many clients. We're like, 
yeah, no. And then we were like, wow, rent's coming up. This sucks. All right, we'll and take this person. Yeah. So we said to ourselves, okay, how can we pay the bills and pay our staff and keep going but keep our, you know, selves feeling worthy? What can we do? So we started to diversify what we offer to our clients. Of course, we'll always be that full service designer. We, we have all those capabilities and all those resources, and it's what we prefer to That's do. That's ideally what we would all like to All day long, I'd rather just have five clients in a year and be done. Okay, but that's not reality. So we discovered that we had a lot of clients who had like 20 to 30 grand to spend, but they just weren't, they were those Wayfair people. And so we thought, we, we, thought we, we can't keep slamming the door in their face. So we created Design for a Day. Design for a Day is a four-hour um, Kind of a concierge offer. service, really. Yep, it's for our clients in Atlanta. We go to their house from 10 to 2, and we're basically available to do whatever they want for four hours. Most of the time, it comes down to designing a room. People will say, I just can't stand this family room. I need it all new. And we will sit down and design with retail sources, never opening the door. Well, maybe if you really, really kind of end up liking you. But most of the time, no. Um, for everything, rugs, lamps, art, furniture, the whole nine yards. But, but what's kind of interesting is when you go to a lot of those sites and you see free shipping, and then, you know, we've got our freight that we tack on from the manufacturer. Free shipping sounds very, and people are used to free shipping. Like, they hear free, uh, they want to hear free shipping. So there's another sort of misconception. Once again, it's really not free. So what we'll do is we will create the shopping list for them. They can go ahead and do it on their time. Um, we'll sometimes even suggest a local furniture store that carries that line. We can't do window treatments because that's way too hard to do. You know, you have to, they have to be custom. But people, like, even if they don't, even if they just have a little, few little things in each room, after we're done at that four hours, they are, like, so happy to write that check. I mean, there's just things that they just couldn't do, but they didn't want to do this whole full, full service thing. So it really has turned out to be a great service, and we do, you know, quite a few of them now. We charge 1500 bucks. And we have them, and, but we're in and out. It's like, hi, great, we're done by 2, 2.30. You know what? You walk you out know? the door, there's no damages. Bye, bye. There's no back orders. There's no, it's kind of freeing. It, it really outside. is. Like, I can totally give up a day for that. So, and then we discovered that we kept meeting people that was like, oh, I wish uh, you lived in my town. I wish, I want to work with you guys so bad. Oh, I wish. So we're like, well, e-design. So now we do design for a day, but virtually. A little bit more work for the client, so the client has to be a little bit savvier. They have to measure themselves, take pictures of themselves, really communicate well with us versus via Pinterest boards, house idea, just to give us an and idea. And this of what is they really want. nothing new. E design, like, it's been has been around for a while, but it's really kind of coming back. And I remember back then, it was like design in a box. You would get that beautiful box and the beautiful whatever. Now, people, they don't even care. They don't. They just send, send me an email. Like, they don't even want to deal with mail. But now, going back to the good old days, we still do not, I mean, our, our e-design starts at 1800 and goes to 2500 It's not that cheap, free Cherish, free, you know, Barclay Butera, buy my table and get some free e-design. It's not that. Um, and that's where, I, I mean, I have to draw the line somewhere. I can't whore it out, but so much. So, like, that's 
you know, we're still keeping it that way. So Design for a Day was born and eDesign was born. So that was yeah. the first step. And then color consultations is something that we really love to do. I think we're both really good with color and it's something that a lot of people struggle with and it's not something they can buy online. So we've really kind of pushed that and a lot of and people love that. A lot. And we've upped the prices a lot. And then every now and then you'll just get someone who thought they just hired you for a color consultation but they liked the way we worked and they'll call us for something else. So that has worked out really good. But it's, you know, it's not something that, you know, we don't want to just be, you know, we're diversifying. We're trying to plant all these seeds everywhere. The minimum color consultation is 500, um, up to 1500. It just depends. A lot of our multifamily clients for our luxury apartment communities have started to call us for exterior paint consultations, and those are $1,500 because they can't find anybody to do it. So we're, you know, we just pushed the envelope on that. And, um, and then the other thing was we started <coughs> about four years ago working for luxury apartment communities based on from a contact from my old life. And it has really become a bread and butter thing for us. Models, clubhouses, leasing centers, fitness centers, what have you. And so we, we just looked at each other one day and we're like, we can never stop this. When they call, we jump. If they call with something stupid and little and we roll our eyes like, oh God, please don't make me go to the other side of Atlanta to help you with this one little thing, we do whatever they want. If any of you have worked commercial, you know how you're not dealing with the housewife. You know, you're not getting all that emotion into it. So, but a lot of times I do like the emotion for the reveal and everything else. So, I think what we've managed to create is a lot of little things that are making us money in different ways, but that we are enjoying doing. Yeah. The next thing that we did was last January. 2018. It'll be two years. It's almost two years. We started a podcast, Inside Design with Kandrak and Cole. If you're not a subscriber, please be a subscriber right now. Go on your phone, click on the podcast button, find us, subscribe, and then give us a five-star review, even if you haven't listened. Yeah. But, it's a crazy um, story how we got it started, and if you listen to episode one, you'll see why we even did it. And so we thought we wanted to get some time under our belt before we reached out for sponsorships. And we knew this wasn't going to, you know, we're going to shut down our business and this is all we're going to do. We knew it wasn't going to be the moneymaker. But we reached out to several people and everyone said yes. So we're, we're lucky that we're actually getting some income from, from the podcast. Yeah, that's been, that's been really great and we're really enjoying it. Um, and that has really helped us because we love speaking. We've been in business a long time. We, we get bored, we want to share, you know, we want to be with everybody, and so the podcast has really helped us kind of just, you know, we haven't written a book yet, but we thought, you know, the podcast was just kind of like another notch in our belt to help us towards the speaking engagement. So we'll be speaking in Napa in January at the Multifamily Summit for Social Media, which is uh, one of Adam Jabko's conferences, so... Um, that's been awesome. And then the most exciting thing that we did to kind of revamp in this whole crazy world, and Dorothy, this is for you, we are, we have completely and totally rebranded ourselves. So if Different you, colors. If you've been watching D us on social media, that's the news. Don't go be spreading that all over town now because it's not launching until November 20th. So. Yeah, so. But, it's completely different. We've added a lot of different things to the site. There's new photography, a totally different logo. It's, it's totally different, which we were getting to the point that we were just kind of 
not getting stale, but just yeah, we, we were. We needed some energy. Like we really needed to do. We like really needed to do something, and Ugh. so we decided to bite the bullet and um, change everything. And it really has. It's kind of got us and a it was little a bit huge more excited. Investment. Yeah, I mean that was not cheap yeah. at all. And so I just, I guess the point of our message is, if you're all kind of feeling this way, and if you're not, I, come talk to me because I want to know how you're not feeling this way. But with all of this, you know, all these changes in our industry, I mean, we have to like basically reinvent ourselves to, you know, keep it going. If and we had not done of the, any of these other things, our phone just isn't ringing the way it was from the residential no, clients. Not. We used to get all of our business, dare I say the horrible word from house, um, and we still get a little bit, but the phone, it, the, the residential clients, if they are calling, and by the time our, um, our office manager qualifies them, they, they just don't have the money. No. The kind of questions are the total red flag questions. So does the consultation fee go towards something? Yeah, it goes towards us driving to your house, being there for two hours, measuring, taking photos, and creating a proposal for you. That's what it goes to. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's kind of, you know, how we've done it. I hope that's helpful to you guys. And the one thing above all that we all need to remember, like Stephanie V was talking about, you don't get paid by the hour. You get paid for the value you bring to the hour. So no matter how we diversify or how we get flexible or how we shove the ego to the floor, the bottom line is that our hour has more value than any price tag that you can put on it. And even when we're changing in the smiths of this craziness, it still is the value of our hour. So there you yeah. go. We were 16 seconds shy of 20. Okay. How about that? Is it on? Um, my question is about the, the day consultation you mm -hmm. do. So do you prepare anything before you go to the client? Or you just go there for four hours and present all the design? Like you look online, you show them what sofa they have to, to buy or how they put their room together. So how do you do that technically? Our office manager, Amy, qualifies all of our clients before we walk out the door. So if she has determined that they are a good design for a day client, then she has kind of run down the whole gamut with them. And then she will always ask them ahead of time if they do have a house idea book or they have a Pinterest board or just, you know, she takes lots of notes when she's talking to them. So we kind of know what we're walking into. And so they know that four hour, you know, if they have a huge list, we're going to get as much, there's two of us, we both work really fast, we'll get as much done as we can. And there's actually a couple people that had us come back a second time just because their list was so long. And we just put it on like a PowerPoint and we send them the email with the links. So it's like pretty easy. consultation in general. Okay, I'm curious about partnership because Stephanie V was talking about teaming up. And I work alone and I miss the camaraderie of working with a friend. So how do you two make it work? How do you know how to divide between you? You know, who gets to do, do you both get to do the fun part? Or is one? No, I get to do all the fun part and I give her all the bullshit. <laughs> all the business. <laughs> totally. We, That's we, actually a podcast episode and I don't know the number, oh, but we I have talk to look about it, it in grand detail. I mean, you two make it look really easy, but I know it is a delicate dance to work with a partner and make it successful. We just really respect each other, 
Um, we just work really well together. There, you know, there are moments, but they're few and far between. And if we have them, we talk about it. But I think we just, you know, we we're better together than we are, you know. So. And are you able to, I guess, I don't know how per, if this is too personal, but do you just split everything 50-50? Money-wise, yes. Yeah. Work-wise, I do 80, she does 20. Gotcha. I'm a total slack ass. <laughs> Can you tell? No. 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 She pulls her way. I mean, we both, both. What really, That's when we first met. That's probably the biggest thing, because if it wasn't 50-50 in terms of, like, work ethic and pulling your weight, I'd get really pissed off. I, I would have never. Th that's one of the reasons we got into business together. We worked on a show house together. We weren't in business at the time. And I, I, she worked really hard, and we had so many of the same qualities. And so there's never a time that I've ever felt like, damn, she's not pulling her weight. I mean, we just, it never happens. We used to, we go on every consultation together, and then we used to work on every job together. And then we got so busy that now one is always the lead on the other. And some, like, we're doing this massive kitchen renovation. I haven't touched the thing. See, the clients, 80, 20. The clients 80, 20. think that I'm totally involved, and I'm like, yeah, oh, you call me anytime. I have not touched that she's project. She's dealing with some other stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, but then yeah. there's multifamily projects that she's like, what? So, you know, it just, we've done it that way now, but we're always together for presentations, together for consultations, you know, so the client doesn't, the client thinks the whole world is working on them. Plus the whole branding thing, that, that you know, that was different. Like, you know, I had feelings about certain things. She had feelings about certain things. And there's, there was a tiny bit of give and take. But for the most part, I mean, unless one of us feels really, really strongly about something, fine, you can, we can she do that. She gives in better than I give in. Yeah. Yes. She's better about that. Yeah. I'm kind of a brat. Kind of. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the first part of the podcast. Now on to the second part, where we'll discuss Kendrick and Cole's fresh website revamp, some of our favorite people in the business, and what's ahead in 2020. Hello? Hi, it's Jane calling. How are you? Jane. Hi, it's Kelly and Joanne. I am so happy to have you on the phone. We've just um, we've just aired your design talk from the designer experience, your adapt or die session. So I thought it would be a great idea to kind of get you live or close to live now. So well, this is weird being on the other end. We're usually being the yeah. one interviewing. Mm -hmm. um, so we're we're on the opposite side now. So that's good. Yeah, it's good. It's it's nice to not have to prepare as much. Don't you find that when you're the moderator or the, the interviewer or the speaker, you have to prepare more than if you're the guest? I would I would think for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've been doing my homework on you. And oh, <laughs> well, you're you're an open book, really. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So it's and and my homework, what it consisted of was really listening to your podcast and then very exciting. Congratulations on your relaunch of your website. Thank Today's you. the day. Yeah, yeah. It just launched today. I know, because I've been going there um, since November 20th. Um, <laughs> you and everybody else giving us so much trouble. Well, we, we're still waiting. Well, you know what? I think it's kind of like probably a lot of um, designing. You know, things sometimes just take a little bit longer than you expected. 
Well, we definitely kind of reviewed and edited and redid, uh, you know, a lot. So it it took us, what was it start to finish? Four, six months? Four months? I, I, it felt like a year. Yeah. It yeah. felt like a year. Well, that's, I want to, I really want to talk about the rebranding first because um, I find that topic so interesting. In your design talk, you know, you talk about how you, basically reinvented your business, added services, and this and that. So, you know, there's new things at Candrack and Cole, but couldn't you just have added tabs? What made you say, all right, it is time for a whole new thing? Sheer probably, I don't want to use the word boredom, but just wanting a sort of a What's what's what, what am I a looking fresh, for? Like something fresh, uh, uh, like a new yeah. start, kind of like a new start. Like feeling we were feeling a little bit stale in our colors and our website. We had had it for five or six years, and we started noticing that other websites, you know, you were navigating them differently, and ours felt kind of old. And we always want to try to stay, you know, with it, even though technology changes so fast. Right. But we just noticed that, you know, there's more scrolling now with websites than there is clicking. Um, there was more, I think, of a need to, um, you know, bring ourselves out there more. Because one of the things and one of I think makes us part of our brand is us. Yes. And that we're approachable. And a lot of people said that we really needed to have more photos of us on there because we, I guess we look like we were trustworthy <laughs> <laughs> or at least fun. <laughs> That's for but sure. We, we've been in business for 14 years and this was the third um, redo and like complete, complete so, redo. But this is probably the biggest one just in terms of design and a cha- a complete change in like Joanne said, how design websites or websites in general, how how clean they are, how fresh they are, how navigable they are. We had so much material to put into this website because we've been blogging for nine years, 10 years. Mm -hmm. We've had the podcast now for two years. We're adding new services. So it was a lot and to, um, you know, redevelop. Right. And I listened to the, your podcast with Phil, is it Palin? Yes. yes. Okay. So how did you find Phil Palin and what did he do for you? How did he help you discover your brand and hone in on what it should look like? Actually, Phil is not is, is not the one we used to do this. Phil is actually the guy who um, told us we needed to um, have a podcast. Ah. He did a He did a brand audit for us. Um, a couple years ago, right before the podcast. And he's the one that, you know, talked about, you know, our personalities as being a big part of our brand. And so just through some of the talks with him, that probably got us kind of going. But um, we have done a lot of work with Shamin Taylor, mm-hmm. who who suggested Frankie Durbin um, to work on us with our website. And that's what we use, Frankie Derby, Durbin, F-R-A-N-K-I-D-U-R-B-I-N. And she's done a phenomenal job, but it's, it's, it's had a lot of, um, reiteration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did, how did she start with you? Um, and what sort of exercises did she give you to help you hone in on what you wanted? I think she yeah. just let us a uh, talk for a long time. Yeah. Just, just spit it out kind of, 
what what we what we like what we do what we don't like what we do what what we think is special about ourselves what how we want the world to see us um and then it was a matter of breaking down just the content of the website and what we all wanted to put in it but the very the first and foremost thing was phil had really put it in our brains and we we thought he was very true about this that bringing out our personality and our partnership to the forefront of the website to make it um, very authentic and real mm -hmm. was a big part of it. So um, she was really just good about listening to all of us and or listening to everything we had to say. And really we wanted to elevate our brand. We wanted, we do a lot of high-end, mid to high-end design. And we weren't sure if everybody kind of knew that. We also do a lot of commercial work and a lot of charity work. Mm -hmm. And so we, we wanted the breadth of that to be, to be known. And one of the other things I really like about Frankie is she's not just a website designer. First and foremost, it's about the SEO. And so she's taking those keywords and, and all of this so that when people are searching, that the SEO is a big part of this new site. Mm -hmm. And so people are putting terms in like um, residential Atlanta designers or f very friendly <laughs> interior you know. designers, honest interior designers. I mean, what, what, are, what are some of the, do you know how people look for you and find you? Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of, um, we had, like I said, so much blog content and so much podcast content to load into the site that making sure that each one of those had a lot of links and a lot of, uh, in, you know, important search words in the back. I don't really know. I'm not an expert on the back end of a website and all the coding, but we know that you know, we want to be, we want to be on Google's first page. We want to pop up easily in a variety of ways. And that, and a big part of that is we switched from, um, we switched to Squarespace from WordPress and we felt, we feel like it's a lot easier for us to update mm -hmm. because for, for your SEO to stay fresh and, and, and for those quote unquote, you know, spiders on the web to keep crawling, your website needs to change all the time. It cannot be a stagnant, pretty coffee table book. Right. And so we had to be able to go in there. And with our other website, we just, we always had to call our original designer and pay for edits. And so we feel like this one's going to be a lot easier. One of the main reasons why we did that was that Frankie felt strongly that if we were going to have e-commerce on our site, that Squarespace was the best for that. And one of the new differences in our site is that if you want to book an e-design with us, you can go online and you can just press the button on whichever service you want in e-design and pay for it right then and there. And it's the same for podcast sponsorships. So if you want to yes. do that, then, then no. So now you can go in and shop. And that's why Squarespace was better. Well, yeah. So I went to your website this morning and I pressed shop and I looked at all and your- what did you buy, Jane? <laughs> Not yet, but I have some questions because, um, you know, I was thinking about, okay, so pattern rooms and entries, um, 800 for e-design. 
Um, fifteen hundred for dining and bedroom, eighteen hundred for kitchen, which surprised me. I thought that was I, I was I thought that would be more. Um, twenty two hundred for living room, and then I started thinking, okay, so is it um, the number of of things that you will be that you will be suggesting that they get, or how does e design work? To what extent of detail do you give? your clients that that order an e-design from you okay so let's let's use a um family room as an example mm-hmm. um so they need to provide us with the information you know measurements photos you know pinterest boards house idea books all they give us all of that information and we take that and create a space plan mm-hmm. first of all um then we basically using all of their inspiration and, you know, there's a questionnaire too, you know, do you entertain a lot? Do you have pets? Do you have children? So, you know, all of that information we have when we sit down to work on this. So it is a space plan. It's um, collecting, you know, the furniture pieces. Um, if we need to use performance fabric. So we're creating the whole thing. And so putting it all in the space plan, a 2D rendering of it, um, a list of clickable links for them to purchase the items. Mm-hmm. either via catalog, you know, online, and then give them um, the, keynote presentation. The, the keynote presentation, you know, so you all see the every details. single product piece laid out, you know, very well. So basically, when we're done with what we've, what we've sent you, your keynote presentation, your space plan, and all your clickable links, I mean, you could sit down with your credit card mm-hmm. and click away, and within a couple of weeks, as soon as everything arrives, just follow the plan that we've given you, and your room will be completely finished to the nines. Now, okay, a couple questions on this. With the links to the product, are you, um, are those, is it affiliate links? Are you making any money off of those links? No, we aren't right now, but... Um, we might eventually. Okay. Yeah, right, right now, I, I don't feel like, I, I don't want to do this just to, I don't want people to think that we are just selecting things based on we're going to get kickback from it. Mm-hmm. It's a very genuine selecting items because we really think that they're going to work. I don't ever want to like try to fit something in there because I'm going to make a few bucks on it. Of yeah. And, I know. and that's why our design fee is, is higher than yeah. if you'll see, you know, Havenly at one ninety nine or something or Mozzie, this is nothing like what what they do, right? This but I'm also feeling like level. they're yes, and and because you're also making yourselves known that you are the the team behind this, um, you know they're they're getting you. I mean, I, I feel like exactly. the other sites are more anonymous. Exactly, it's it's not an intern that's still in college or even you know in high school that has a good eye and can do photoshop really well this is you know two adult design designing women that have been in business for over 20 years and know what we're doing right and what if and if you send um your suggestions to somebody um that has purchased an e-design and they say i love everything but i really have a question about this do you do any edits yeah there'll be like a 30 minute you know conversation and um if there's some changes that need to be made we'll do that but most of the time we'll tell people and sometimes people can't afford to do this all at once so for example let's say the sofa they're, they're really not ready to purchase that we just tell them or, or sometimes if they wait too long and something's been discontinued, mm-hmm. um, Pottery Barn, you know, that happens a lot. If they run a sale and you select a lamp or something, 
they're, they're gone. But we just tell people to use those parameters, use the sizes that we've specified, the arm height, the seat height, because everything works with each other. If you click on e-design and you go all the way to the bottom of that tab, you can schedule, when you've decided what you want to buy, you can schedule your initial um, phone call with us. And that is a 15 minute call that just adds to the questionnaire and all the other information that we're collecting so we can create a really beautiful, authentic design. But we also want to be able to do that at the end as well. So we don't want anybody, you know, getting their design and being like, oh, you know, right. but then again, we're not, we're not going to edit for days and days and days. So um, that's something that we kind of just have to work on with the, with the person. Mm -hmm. And how is the e-design business um, part of your business going? Well, to be honest, it's new for us. We've only done a handful because we didn't have it on our website before. And we were doing a different program that we have, which is where this was really born from. And it's called Design for a Day. And for Design for a Day, those are only for our Atlanta clients. We It's a concierge service where we visit the client's home for four hours, generally from 10 o'clock in the morning to two in the afternoon. And we are at their service to do whatever they need in their home. And generally it boils down to exactly what e-design is. We're designing a space for them. Right. And we just, it was so successful. And then we started putting it out on social media, kind of like, look what we're doing today. And people would say, oh man, I wish I live closer. I wish I can't pay for the full service, you know, luxury can I can call, but I so wish, you know, I could work with you guys. And right. so that's how this came about. Do, do you think in your followers and, and people that keep up with both your podcast and your social media, do you think you're evenly split between designers and, and consumers or favoring more designers? Where do you, where's your audience? That's a good question because yeah. our analytics don't don't help us with that question mm -hmm. when we're when we're analyzing them. But in all the people that have come up to us, like we've had complete strangers walk up to us and say, "Oh my God, I love your podcast." <laughs> Most of them, I would say, are designers or design enthusiasts. Mm -hmm. um, but we've gotten so obnoxious with reaching out to people. You know, we'll be at lunch and. We'll say, so do you listen to podcasts? No, I really haven't gotten into that yet. I don't even really know what a podcast is. Well, the app's on your phone. Oh, really? I don't even know what it looks like. Here, give me your phone. And Joanna, like, grab the phone, subscribe to our podcast. Now, here you go. You've got one podcast you're subscribed to. You can start listening. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's fantastic. I, I think that your podcast is... Um, what I love about it, I'm sure that you have a lot of design enthusiasts enthusiast listeners um, because you're so both of you are so patient you really speak thoroughly about topics and I love that you keep them short and um, and you just come across extremely authentic and I know that's an overused word but but it does describe how you do it. That was that was very purposeful because when we decided to do this and we listened to other podcasts if there was too much chitter chatter in the beginning about yeah the weather and whatever, I, I, it just, I was just very turned off by that. Like I, I, I want the meat of what's going on mm -hmm. and maybe that's just me, but if I'm going to, you know, take 20 or 25 minutes to listen to something, I, I don't, I don't want to hear the, you know, kind of the bull stuff in the beginning. Um, and we have just started doing sponsorships, but it's only 
only vendors that we use and that we really, really love and that we really want other people to know about. So from that standpoint, you know, that that's great for designers. But even these days, you know, you know, the average, you know, person you know, who has a home maybe doesn't realize that there's special hardware that they can be used. And so even if they don't use us as designers, they can they can speak better to that kind of thing, knowing that, wow, this bay window, um, I, there really is a place that will do it custom. You know, have you heard of Helzer Brothers or, you know, things like that? Yes. And how, how far in advance are you creating your schedule of topics? We do a quarter at a time. So right now we're booking into March. Um, and really just because we kind of want it to flow depending on, because a lot of what we talk about is things that we're experiencing ourselves. So like we know High Point's coming. We know, you know, maybe America's March show is coming. But then other things, you know, we're speaking in, in Napa at the multimedia uh, social media summit. Um, that's coming up. But then the rest is kind of, we're kind of like winging it depending on like who we've met. Maybe like, for example, we just got um, Sue Wadden, who's the color marketing director with Sherwin Williams to come back on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was kind of a last minute thing because her schedule is so crazy. So um, yeah, a a quarter in advance, really just to um, really to nail down the sponsorships. Right. More than anything. And I'm sure when you're in your typical work week, I'm sure you're enlightened by a lot of topics that come up just in in the relationships you have with your clients and with um, your coworkers and things like that. Like, I'm sure you have no lack of inspiration. It seems. There's so, there's <laughs> so much, to, there's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about, but it's funny because we thought that it would, we, when we started out, we, we thought a little, it'll always be us. And that's what's special about our podcast. But then one day I think I was out of town and we had our first guest because Joanne didn't want to just be talking by herself. And it was so Fun. Who was our first cat? Oh, that's right. We had a kitchen designer, a friend of ours, and it was so fun. So now we definitely sprinkle in um, guests, and it just it, it's so fun. Yeah, and, and it's a kind of a payback thing for us, you know, like so a way for us to share the love and support our, you know, support our peeps. Right, and these things are organic anyway. I did listen to this morning. I listened to your first podcast, which I I, I think I listened to a long time ago, but I listened to it again just to see kind of what you were saying and then where you are because that's a thing. Like a magazine, I mean, we're constantly, I'm constantly thinking, how are we going to do this layout differently? You know, um, what can make it more readable or more fun for for my audience? So... I think, you know, there's, there is, there's a lot of research, there's a lot of planning, but then there's a lot to be said for just sort of winging it too, because we do a little bit of that. Like the first three or four episodes, we had everything down on paper and you say this and I'll say this and whatever. Now, like five minutes before we're starting, we're zooming in on two wheels, putting our headphones on like, Hey, what's happening? You know? Well, yeah, you have the, I mean, you have the natural gift of gab to me. And I, and I mean that in the best possible way. Like I could see you, (laughs) like you'd be awesome on QVC. You know, because you, you, <laughs> you just talk about things. I was listening. I, I, I was hopping around and I was listening to why buy original art when you were talking about all the misconceptions about it, you know, and that that gallerists are snobby and it's too expensive. And I just I love I love how you really get into it. So it was it was a lot of fun. And then I like when you answer your design dilemmas and uh and express your that's, opinions. That's, that's, a, that's a fan favorite. Yeah. That, the design dilemmas are a fan favorite. Yep, yeah. Yeah, sure. totally. So I, I, you mentioned the multifamily social media summit. And um, 
And in your design talk, you spoke about how these multifamily jobs are like great bread and butter. You you jump at when they say, you know, we need you, you're there. And I I saw that you're going to be talking about um, inst- creating Instagrammable moments for yeah. and and your audience at this summit are apartments and like senior living situations. Who is the audience here? It's it is multifamily. Really, just means apartments. So mostly luxury apartment owners and managers. So if you lit like you might live near a Lincoln property company property or MAA or Graystar or Walton, there's all different, you know, big, there's so many out there, but, um, so it's, it's the owners, it's the management companies, it's their, their train, their social media marketing teams. And, um, we've been really lucky to be in this arena because it was my first career before design. And so we had a lot of connections and we've just really enjoyed the opportunity to, especially here in Atlanta, where it's so, uh, oh my gosh, saturated with beautiful luxury apartment communities that have the latest and greatest amenities and so much to offer. And so we're doing models and clubhouses and leasing centers and what have you, but we just find the that the visual well there's so much competition there is and so not only do they have you know you have to walk in and really feel like what like wow this place i really like this place and so as far as instagrammable spaces it's funny because my daughter who lives in charleston uh if a new restaurant comes into town she'll be like oh my god mom the tile in that place is just so great like so great to take pictures and it's this generation of Instagrammable, like, you know, standing in front of a, a boxwood hedge and taking a selfie. And, you know, it's it's all about, you know, the competition, you know, dog, you know, dog washing stations and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, these people are, are really needing to, you know, they're going to want people to post, you know, the dog on the treadmill at their apartment community, like, wow, they have things like that. So it's all about keeping up, just like all of us, we're all trying to keep up with technology and you know who would think that an apartment community needs to be on social media it's they really everybody do everybody does right right that's so that's just so cool but now when you okay you had me at dog washing station so <laughs> um since you're working with these you're with these clients who are um always innovating spaces what what are some of the other um cool new spaces that are happening. oh my god it goes on and on beer like um, beer kegs oh yeah so we've got one community that you their their leasing center is more of like a like a pub they've got sports team tvs all over the walls um shuffle board and ping pong and you come in and you show your id and you can get two free beers from the tap every day Wow. We have another we have another community that we're working on, Allure and Buckhead, that has a not only do they have the pet washing and the whole pet center, but they also have a whole bike center. So you can store your bike, but you can also come in and wash your bike and you can also come in and use the tools and fix your bike. Mm. Um, There's another another property that has um, a doggy daycare that will pick up your pet and then drop them off at the end of the day. I mean, these are, these are things that people want. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Wow. I just, you know, I stopped living in apartments finally and have a house, but now I'm like thinking, hmm, this sounds <laughs> sounds pretty darn oh good. Oh my gosh, the the pools, the grills, the the lounges, the the I mean, it's it's truly it's luxury living, at least in Atlanta because it's like I said, it's very saturated and the competition is fierce. Mm-hmm. I mean, these leasing centers are like you know, walking into the nice, the newest, nicest hotel or the newest, nicest restaurant. It's all eye candy. Right. I'm very curious about scent marketing and the spaces that you create. Do you put scent in there or are they scented? And I know that's, I'm sorry if it sounds like such a weird question, but. No, I think it's a super good question, especially in apartments. We put um, lavender bath salts in open in all the bathrooms. Mm -hmm. And that's, been one way that has been really noticeable but um and some of our some of our communities have kind of a that little automatic sprayer that goes off and it's hidden behind a plant or or whatever uh it it really it really helps like sometimes we'll go into you know we'll do a model and they will not have freshly painted or they will not have put in new carpet Mm -hmm. and it's so upsetting to us because you know it's we're like oh my gosh you're putting in a $35,000 model and and it doesn't smell right like this is very bad guys you know if I walk into a place and it doesn't smell good um that's that could be a deal breaker for sure right yeah right I, I I know when I used to go into the SLS in Las Vegas um like I was like oh there's that smell or, you know, when I walk into an Aveda salon, I'm, you know, it's like, I just want to melt, you know? Yeah. So. No, I think that's a really, really good question. And, um, and it's, I, I think that's another, that's, that's to me, that's one of the big things in, in marketing up, you know, mm-hmm. the community. Yeah. Um, well, I, now I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking about this. So Adam Japko, um, puts on this, um, the summit and a long time ago in Atlanta, he introduced me to one of you. And I don't remember <laughs> I it was we were on the fourteenth floor at America's I think Mart. It was me. It was me. Joanne. Joanne. And yeah. I just and I think I was a little bit like intimidated. Um, oh come on. Yes, yes, I you're like God knows how tall, but yeah. <laughs> it's not about height. It's not about height. It's that other, you know, stupid thing in between my ears. But it's just I remember him introducing um, us and I just thought, oh my God, you know, like I was meeting, you know, Atlanta design, you know, royalty or something, you know, it was whatever. Oh my God. That's hilarious because that's how we think of you. <laughs> well, and, and we're all just going around with these silly ideas in our heads and look at us now, you know, we're, we're hanging out and, um, and it's so good. It's just so funny when, when you first meet somebody, you know, what that, what that's like. So, yeah. and then how you're how your opinions change or whatever. You just realize that you're just, we're just humans and we're all. Well, you know, we all have to get out of our heads. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. Yes. Um, and, you know, we all have a very good friend right now, um, Liza, who is in hospice. And, is she? Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we've, you know, a, a lot, a lot, lots of us have banded together and have been, sending her gifts and sharing memories and messaging her. And, you know, she, she's been fighting for a long time. And the announcement that she went to hospice was felt very, very, very sudden. I think she's still fighting tooth and nail, but it really puts things in perspective in terms of, you know, 
yeah, we rebranded and yes, we're trying to do that. Yes. You know what? But at the end of the day, it's design and, you know, we just have to remember that we're all, like you said, just doing our thing and trying to be the best people we can. And well, and I, and I, I really think that the design community is very close knit. I mean, people really do look out for each other. And if somebody's going through something, designers really band together to help them. And I, I, I think we're really lucky because I think people used to think that designers were uh, kind of snobby and didn't share things with each other. But, you know, we've I think those times have changed. Yeah, we've experienced really the opposite. I feel like we've learned so much from other designers. And this is one of the reasons, too, that we, you know, talk, talk about what we're doing. You know, we're just all here, you know, to kind of help each other and um, make a living. We got to know Liza through um, blog tour and we were just with her in Napa at that SKS signature kitchen suites. And so I ended up sitting with her on the bus and just in that, you know, 30 minutes, I don't remember where we were even going to, but I really got to know her. And I think that's, that's why like the designer experience, Kelly and I love that. And it's just a great way, you know, to meet other designers and share different things. That you would so, never, ever meet. You yeah. would never, I would never cross paths with Liza. She, yeah. she lives in Virginia. Right. So, you know. So I do love that the design community, you know, does a lot of things for us and brings us together. Well, yeah. Uh, because it helps in a lot of ways other than just design. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to say about the designer experience. And first of all, those bus trips are always kind of my, one of my most favorite parts of the designer experience because Definitely. I get to connect. I try and sit with somebody different every bus trip, um, and and it's fantastic. But I just I wanted to thank you both because after you attend our our designer experiences, then you talk about it on the podcast, and it's so nice to relive it and from your point of view. So I I thank you for you know for covering it and for being excited about it, and then for this last one for participating so actively in it. So. We only cover um, and talk about what we are really very passionate about. We, there really is no bull here. Like, yeah. we're talking about <laughs> it. We've enjoyed it. We're not doing any, whatever we're saying, it's it's honest and true. So, um, well, so there it is. That means a lot. <laughs> so in, in, the, in the November issue, which I know it's December and um, the November issue is on its way, um, <laughs> we... Uh, you guys shared a picture of your vision boards that you've done in the past. And so vision boards 2020, I'm curious to know what is on your vision boards. Well, I'm going to tell you, and I know we probably should have done it with this new site, but we are going to do it in 2020. We are going to do a lot more video. Okay. And, and yeah, we, you know, everybody keeps telling us and we know it. We just have to bite the bullet. And so you, you'll probably start seeing videos on our website. Okay. We are, um, we, we really try to, well, we do our corporate and our personal, um, our personal visions and goals, but we have been wanting to plan a trip to Marrakesh for two years now. We're going into year three. So we have it, it's on our to-do list. Literally, we have a written to-do list. We go over every Monday morning and it's on there and we got to get started because we want to go in September. So that's a big vision goal for us. We always have a a number, you know, we we always try and hit gross uh, total gross income of one million. Mm -hmm. um, last year, I think we were at like nine forty five or nine sixty or something. So that's always just a just a constant goal. Um, and 
you know, we're both at this point, we're personally, we're really just trying to be as healthy and balanced and as strong mentally and physically as we possibly can. And um, between Joanne's frozen shoulder and my planner's fasciitis, we're <laughs> working hard on that. <laughs> right. You never know how you're going to wake up in the morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you, what do you we're do? Really, we're, we're really hoping that this new website just infuses us with new adrenaline and new excitement because, you know, you, you got to keep, you know, jazzing yourself up. It's, yeah. it's, it's hard work. Adapt or die. Adapt or die. Exactly. Exactly. And what do you do, um, you know, health wise, uh, do you meditate? Do you walk? Do you lift weights? What's your, that thing? We're totally different. Yeah. I, I, I do a lot of spin. I do a lot of elliptical and I, um, I, I do a lot of like weight training. That's pretty much what I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm the yoga, I'm the yoga girl. Ah, mm. so that's it. I've started doing 20 minutes of yoga stretching every morning. I have a, an app called down dog. I love it so much. And just to like wake up and get all the kinks out and then have that three minute Shavasana and a time for quick prayer is really been good for me. I I haven't learned to meditate yet, but I've heard so many great things wow. about it. So this is my little baby version of meditation mm-hmm. that I've heard is so wonderful. Oh, just a great way to get your head on straight before you hit the day. You know, I read something once and it was so true. And so when I'm feeling kind of sluggish and don't want to go to the gym, I always think of this. Um, I don't remember. The oh, I know exactly quote, what you're going to say. Yep. But it was like, have you ever gone and worked out or gone and to the gym and left saying, Oh, I wish I wouldn't have gone. Like you are always happy that you went. Yeah. Correct. Time. Yeah. So, you know, you just got to tell yourself that, you know, you're going to feel good after. Exactly. Say, Oh, I, I, really I wish I hadn't have gone and had that great workout. Yeah. I'll <laughs> tell you, I, you know, podcasts have helped me. Well, I'm, I'm the most, um, irregular exerciser. And basically I just take, like, I do power walking and but mm-hmm. um, I just wrote down 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 dog app because twenty minutes sounds like doable, and I don't think I can do it every day, or I probably could, but I just I know I won't. But um, I want to check that out for sure. But yeah, I mean I think podcasts like I feel like I'm kind of with somebody if I'm walking alone because my mind is active. I'm kind of responding to things yeah. as as I'm listening, and so I love listening to the podcast as I'm walking around. The neighborhood and I raked yesterday which which was like a really good use of my upper body so um absolutely that's brutal <laughs> well I remember um I used to work at a comedy cellar and care or maybe it was on television that I saw Carol Leifer talk about oh um, I love her right and she said something like the women on the prairie what did they do for exercise and she said <laughs> you know when I hoe I feel it <laughs> I feel it in my upper arm, and it was just so funny. Um, <laughs> so I was I was the suburban raker yesterday, getting a good workout. <laughs> um, so do you guys hang? It's good. Do you hang out outside of work? No. Yeah, we really don't. I mean, Joanne has our annual Christmas pajama party every year, and we do like if her granddaughter's in a play, you know, we'll all go. Or, um, and I love her husband, and I love her kids, and we, I mean, but we're we're just we travel everywhere together and for work, and I mean, we're just joint. We've joined at the hip for 
every single day that, yeah, outside of work, we really, we could, but yeah. we just, we just don't. Well, you probably spend more time working and traveling than you do not doing yeah, that. For, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, she's my, you know, regular hotel bunk. People are like, do you guys need two rooms? Hell no, we don't need two rooms. We want to talk to each other. No, put us in the same room. We're, right. We're cheap date. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but it's probably good. We, we have, um, you know, Monday mornings, it's, it's the rehash of the weekend. Mm-hmm. And at the pajama party, Joanne, do people actually sleep over or just come over in their yeah, pajamas? Some do. Some do. We have quite a few that stay. Hmm. Yeah, it's depends really on how much alcohol is imbibed. You know, I had the party for like the first four or five years, and then that following year, it's like I don't feel like getting dressed up, and I just I don't know. I just got this wild hair and said, you know what, guys, this wear your pajamas. Mm-hmm. And the first year, everybody's like curling up, with their, you know, without any like heels on, and we were so comfortable. Plus, of course, everybody brings these amazing fattening appetizers, and so you know, we have on the loose pants, so which no big deal. So this is actually year thirteen. Well, and then we do a great gift exchange where, you know, we count numbers, everybody gets a number and you go around, but you can steal. Oh, you yes. Steal the person's gift before you. I don't know if there's a name for that. For And then if it gets stolen twice, it's 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 frozen and it's vicious. I oh, mean, yeah. and now it's like if you don't bring a good gift, you're kind of scorned. I mean, it's like if your gift doesn't get stolen, it was a sucky gift. You right. better do better next there's year. a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. Oh, that yeah. sounds like so and much fun. And your Christmas pajamas better be cute too, by the way. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. So are you doing that again this year? Yeah, it's this Saturday. Yep. Okay, good. That sounds fun. Um <laughs> Yeah, gosh. Um, so you don't okay, you do no no hanging out outside of work, which takes up most of your time. And then I just have a question because this was I was um probably on Facebook for about half an hour last night reading this thread for this. Um, where do you, it's a very hot topic these days, where do you stand on designers posting other designers' work on Instagram and social media? Well, sometimes, with the, I, I think the reason this has even come to be is because there's not a lot, of, as much conversation on Instagram as there is on Facebook. Like, I think you're just looking through the pictures. Mm-hmm. And I think what some people think is like, if they're scrolling through your feed and they see a beautiful picture they're going to assume that that's your work where I, I mean I've been guilty of you know putting somebody's you know something on there if it's really nice I mean we put charcuterie boards um you know like I, I think it depends on what the percentage is of your original work on your feed versus what you're showing of other designers so like if you were to look at our feed I I mean I'm just guessing but it's probably 80 percent our work and 20 percent shared and we've got a lot of peeps out there that we admire and that we want to promote so I have no problem sharing somebody's work but I'm going to tell you exactly who designed it who photographed it why I like it Um, but for those where all they do is share other people's stuff I, I just think that I mean, that's embarrassing for that person because where's your work? I mean, I just wouldn't bother. Yeah. It just doesn't seem very, it doesn't do much for you. Yeah. I think, you know, know, 80, 20, I I think it's fine to share and um, give accolades to other designers. And, and I love when you actually explain what turns you on about a certain space and, and, you know, you, you give something with it, you know what I mean? Not just reposting. And, um, but yeah, I'm 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 so glad that this topic is being debated so much because 
I feel like a lot of times it's done inauthentically to build numbers and um, it's it's like a it's a number strategy. And for me as an editor trying to get to know designers, you know, before I uh, before I might have a conversation looking through their feed and not seeing what they do, it's like I yeah. mean, from I, your standpoint, I could totally see that. Yeah. yeah. And you know, when you look at our our social media, we don't have huge numbers, which always shocks me. Oh, you had honest. I loved your number um, this morning. It was 4444. Oh, thank oh, you, you for noticing. What? That's so it was funny. Four, 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 three last night. Thank That's you. funny. Thank you, whoever, you know, you know <laughs> one more follow. But you know what? But we have never played games. We've never done anything like all these strategic ways you can, if, well, if I follow this person, it helps that they'll follow me back. And then I'm going to post this and, and I'm going to tag them just in, so hopefully that they'll share it. And then blah, 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 at, the blah, the, blah, blah, at the end of the day, oh, what is God. the goal? I know. What is the goal? People? I mean, if, if you want brands to, you know, if you want brands to see you and, and all they want to see is that you have a hundred thousand followers, well then go for it. But whether we have 4444 or 100,000, it doesn't really matter. We're, we're still going to do what we're doing, and it doesn't really. And let me tell you this. The day that I hear a designer say that their brand partnership um, paid all their bills is the day that I'm really going to care. But every <laughs> single, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Alexa Hampton or it's Michelle Boyd or it's it's who it is. When they sit down and tell you authentically that, their licensing jobs are, you know, they make their money off of their interior design and not their licensing, then I'm not going to, you know, worry so much about what, if my numbers are high enough for our brand to come a calling. Right. Because right now I want, I, we want the good luxury clients and the ones who are interested in design for a day and e-design and so that we can get to Marrakesh and pay for our trip. Yep. <laughs> It's all so simple, you know? It is. We don't want to I mean, I mean, stay in your lane, people. Just, yeah. just keep it real. So um, I want to end on something. I would love you each to say um, two or three adjectives about your business partner. Um, you know, just a couple words to describe each other. So who's going to go first? I'll go first. Oh, geez. That was quick. <laughs> All right, just only two words. Okay, I'll see. I'll see which is under right five, from, five or less. Right from the oh, heart. under five. Oh, geez. Okay, I'll say smart, savvy, considerate, and fun. Okay, Kelly. Oh gosh, I feel like Phil. Phil um, Palin is like use good words. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Don't use the cliche words. Okay, I'm going to say she's a straight shooter. Just count that as one word. Mm -hmm. um, um, forward thinking, um, brave, and kind. Oh, we could go on and on because that's how it, it's just so easy to talk to you. And thank you so much for coming on today. And good luck with your, I, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of good, great comments on social media about your, your um, website rebrand. And I'm just so happy that we're friends and that I know you. 
So thank you so much, Jane. We appreciate being, you know, we feel honored to be on your podcast. Oh, we do you. think that we think the world of you and, and, and your magazine is the top. Yeah. Mm, thank you so much. Cover, cover to only, cover. Yeah. Magazines that I read cover to cover. It's people. <laughs> Whoa, that is right. like the best compliment. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, I can't go. I don't think I can get any higher today. So I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Joanne and Kelly. And have a great December. And I'll see you hopefully in Atlanta in January. Yes, yeah. that would be fantastic. Okay. Thanks, Wayne. See you then. Bye. Bye, friend. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to SED. Be sure to visit designerstoday.com for more style, substance, and soul, and also to subscribe to our magazine. Till next time, I'm Jane Dagney, Editor-in-Chief of Designers Today.